0: right now i don't think there could be a better time to buy it was a good time to buy before but even right now when the news is telling you that the real estate market's not doing well that's the time you want to buy
1: Hi, I'm Jason Scott, and this is iloveedmontonrealestate.com. My guest today is Ross Doroshenko. He is one of the partners at Edmonton House Hunters, and they are part of Remax Select. Welcome to the show, Ross.
0: Thank you for having me today, Jason.
1: Yeah, so we live in interesting times these days. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the COVID-19 self-isolation phase what sort of impact is that
0: having on your business and, and selling houses well obviously uh sales are a little bit down you know we're used to doing a little more deals around this time obviously precautions where we have to bring gloves and a lot of us wear masks and you have to bring hand sanitizer, so on and so forth. A lot of people, I think there's a big misconception right now, just as far as prices go. We've obviously seen a little bit of a a drop in prices. People think that they're going to get these massive, massive discounts on houses, which is true, but uh, I like to put myself in those seller's shoes. So if you're selling your house during this time Every situation is different. So the biggest thing that right now that we're seeing is common misconceptions that you're going to get a massive, massive amount off on a house. Okay. So let's say a typical house is
1: 400000 yeah. Sure. How far apart are buyers and sellers' expectations right
0: now? I find that if you were looking prior So I'll try and put this in the simplest way I can. If you were a buyer looking prior to COVID-19, prior to this happening, I think that, one, there is actually less houses on the market right now, which means you have less to look at. And again, it's about that seller situation. So why do you think there's fewer homes right now? Well, actually I was taking a look cause I wanted to get some stats in my head before I came here in the last couple of weeks here, there's been more homes sold that have actually come on the market, which actually technically makes it a seller's market. Now I'm not saying we're in a seller's market, but that's something we haven't seen for a very, very long time. And I think that's just due to, you know, some sellers being weary about putting their house on the market. Okay. So let me get this straight. Mm. There are fewer new
1: listings coming on. Yeah. Presumably those people who are listing, they need or want to sell. Yeah. They're not just throwing their property up just to see what they'll get. Yeah. And because of that, the overall number of listings is lower. Yeah. So usually
0: right now, I'd have to take a look right now at the stats and see where we're at. But uh, we did look a couple of weeks back in my office, had a Zoom meeting. And one of our realtors came out and said, actually, more homes were sold then came on the market. We haven't seen that for years. We haven't seen that for a long time. And it's directly related to COVID. The biggest thing that I can say that there's a big difference is a lot of my business right now is new homes. It's a lot of new homes, builders, brand new pre-sales. Like I said, if you're a seller right now and you have to sell your home, are you going to be taking a $50,000 hit just because of COVID? Probably not. You're yeah, you're not going to want to sell, period. No, You'll exactly. stay in the house unless you're forced to for some reason. Exactly. Unless the, the circumstances is they have to move or something like that. And even then, a lot of people, you know, they're not going to be willing to pay out of pocket to sell their home. Or they can't. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, a lot of builders, they took a big hit. They took a big hit. We were projected in the springtime. It's where most of us make our money. It's where most of the homes are sold and builders obviously predict that as well. Most of the real estate happens in the spring and summertime. People are out shopping. It's nice out. People don't want to be shopping in minus 30, right? So a lot of my business right now is new homes because they've dropped the prices substantially. For example, Our mutual clients. I had some clients looking for uh, duplexes in the Trumpeter area. We were looking at duplexes over there. I had two sets of clients. We were looking for about four or five months in the same area. Now these duplexes were listed at three hundred. I won't say any names or anything or about the builder, uh, but these duplexes specifically were listed for three eighty. We saw the price drop down to three fifty eight, some three fifty four, and that is directly related to the virus they need the builders need to get their money out of these homes to build more right they circle. need the cash flow basically exactly so the builders they're taking a big hit and that doesn't mean necessarily some builders list their properties extremely well and there's no room to move on it every situation is different i like to tell people they always biggest question we get a lot of our business comes from our website we contact a lot of people through that and the big question i'm getting right now is how much can I get off a house? We can't answer that question. Every situation is different. Every builder is different. They might list their property exactly where it's going to sell. They might list their property with $30,000, $40,000 in negotiating room. It's all about looking at those comparable sales, just like normal. We look at those recent sales, comparing apples to apples, do some math. And I can tell you the market value of a property, but I can't tell you how much a general amount is coming off of every single due to COVID. Right. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I would imagine if I'm a buyer Mm. and I've got a choice between a house where no one's lived in it or a house where, you know, there's family living there now, even if no one's, been sick, there's yeah. still the perception that there's greater risk maybe on the resale home?
0: Yeah, people are talking about that as well. My girlfriend is actually an area sales manager for Dolce Vita Homes. Okay. And uh, we were talking about that actually a couple nights ago. I think that, you know, maybe people think that not going through a house that's lived in is more safe to be going through the new homes, which... I'm not sure yeah, if that's I don't true or know, that not. That doesn't seem to really make sense in the grand scheme of things. Really. I don't but- know. It's good to see that you know Edmonton is where they're at right now with the numbers, with the cases. So mm-hmm. that's really good. Obviously, we're taking major precautions. One of the biggest things, uh, the Alberta Real Estate Association came out with, uh, we have to sign a buyer hold harmless form for every single listing that we show. And basically, that's just covering liability issues for the sellers and buyers in case anyone does get the virus. And then a lot of sellers right now are requesting additional questionnaires. So before we take buyers through seller's homes, we ask them the general questions. Being out of the country, are you sick? You have symptoms, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But it's very simple. I mean, business as usual. Yes, I have seen some people get some very good deals due to COVID. Like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of it's new homes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the market is still very busy. I think that this was a very good time to buy a house before this happened. Mm-hmm. I bought my house uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that this was the bottom line that we could see the Edmonton real estate market go. I think that it could not go any further than this. And I don't think that we're going to see a major, major substantial drop due to COVID because I just don't think it can go any lower. Well, I guess it all depends on
1: how quickly people get back to work. Yeah, it does. Right. Because employment ultimately dictates where house prices are. Yeah. Right. You can't get a mortgage if you're not working. Yeah. You know, so if 20% of the population isn't working at any given time, obviously that has a big impact on the number of sales. Yeah. So I would think that we're going to
0: still see some pressure on pricing. And, you know, this is something that you've probably experienced a lot is uh, lenders right now, they're triple checking employment. Yeah, absolutely. They are. And yeah. that's that's a big thing, right? So the the less amount of people... You know, before all this happened, I really thought that this was going to be, this was going to be the summer that we were going to be very, very busy. So I think that's the biggest issue is just people, people getting laid off. There's still buyers out there. Um, The market is very strong and was before between 300 and 450,000. Yeah. Our market right now is completely driven by foreign and first home buyers. A lot of first home buyers. Yeah, extremely good time to buy. If yeah. this is your first home, you know, no one knows when the market's going to take a turn after COVID, when it's going to go up. But I think COVID just made it even that much better of a market.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the other advantage for buyers right now is that mortgage rates are so low, right? They're insane. Yeah, yeah. and so from an affordability point of view, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. So. If you're in a job or an industry that hasn't been impacted by layoffs and whatnot, yeah. yeah, you're laughing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, Well, yeah, I know that. Like I said, I got my house about a year ago. My interest rate, I think, it was 2.7 or something. And right now, like, what's the average rate? 2.4 or something yeah, like 2.59 that? 2.59 in that ballpark, right? Yeah. So you can save tons of money. It does actually make a difference on your month-to-month payments. Yeah, for sure. If you do the math, it really does. It saves money.
1: Yeah. What sort of impact do you think we'll have, you know, because Alberta potentially has a double whammy here because mm-hmm. oil prices are, are are low right now, given a price war that's broken out between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You know, where do you see that impacting us? And, and more importantly, when? Yeah. Because
0: I think that'll be a slower moving piece. I think we need to see the next couple of months go by. I don't want to speak on an uneducated terms because I'm trying to follow everything, but it's very hard to keep up to date Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on with oil stock market. Obviously, oil's not doing very good right now. And that has a direct relationship to the real estate market. Mm -hmm. I think we have to let it ride out for the next couple of months here. Right now, we've seen a little bit of drop in real estate prices, not substantial. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know how much lower it could go. I think that what could happen, I think that there's a couple of different avenues, but I think realistically, we've got, we've got two things that could happen. I think realistically, what's going to happen is there'll be a little drop. Prices will stay down a little bit for, you know, maybe a year, maybe two. We're not going to see the rise that I predicted before COVID. It's not going to be a major, major substantial drop. However, I do think that there could be a chance that a lot of people may not be able to sell their homes. And the ones that have to might be taking a massive hit Mm -hmm. and prices may drop. And again, good to buy, it's not going to be good to sell. So I think it was just turning to the point where, you know, sellers, the prices were maybe going to go up a little bit. It Mm -hmm. was getting to that point. But like you said, oil really controls our province and it controls a lot of jobs here. So without that, the real estate market doesn't really have a a solid chance of going up, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think we're in a, A period where we'll have it'll be probably very much like where we've been for the last say four or five years prices are more or less stable maybe a slight trending downwards right but if you're going to be paying rent versus buying a place well really it always comes down to how long are you going to
0: live in the house you're buying right i really want to talk about that too and i can't get this point across enough i like to always tell people that the market is relative so a lot of people that if you're selling you're probably going to be buying something else. So, if you're selling, yeah, you're you're probably going to take a hit on that property. You're you're probably not going to sell it for as much as you want. But that also means that you're going to be buying something, and you're going to be getting a good deal on that. Yeah. So the appreciation long term is there. You think you're losing money right now, but like I said, I think that you know our market's going to be. I don't know when the market's going to go up. Yeah. It could be two years, three, five, ten. I have no idea. Yeah. But it's relative. Yeah, it's and like boats on the ocean, right? They all rise and fall at the same time. Exactly. On the tide. Exactly. If you're buying and selling, I think you're doing okay. Uh, I think the only you know unfortunate situations is if people have to sell right now. That's the only bad thing that we're coming across. I mean, I think this is the market of opportunity. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I know it's hard to tell people because that obviously everyone's saying you know stay home, <laughs> but. I mean, right now, I don't think there could be a better time to buy. It was a good time to buy before, but even right now, when the news is telling you that the real estate market's not doing well, that's the time you want to buy. If the news is telling you that, oh, it's a great time. It's a great time to you know sell and it's a great time to yeah. buy real estate. That's when you might want to hold your horses.
1: Yeah. You want to be counter cyclical kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah. given that COVID is going on, like what are some of the more, interesting things you're doing in terms of either marketing homes or or showing
0: homes? Like, are you doing video tours and all that sort of stuff? So at Edmonton House Centers, uh, me and my business partner, we've always done, we've always done HGTV style videos and we've always done the virtual tour. But right now, realtors, it's as important as ever you need to be doing those virtual tours you need to be posting more about your houses people want to get an idea about that house before they go see it so one thing i have seen a change in is before you know i'd show eight to ten houses to a buyer now i'm only showing three we're trying to really narrow it down so we're obviously reducing our exposure to other people's homes and then we're not wasting any sellers times the amount of times that i've been to a a showing um, and people haven't liked the location of it but they like the house Well, you could have just just drove them by. You could have just looked on Google Maps. So I think that's a big change. And as far as advertising goes, now this was very hard, I think, for a lot of businesses. And this is something to talk about as well. When COVID first hit, everything was kind of at a standstill. We kind of stopped advertising because I didn't want to promote, you know, go buy a house. Real estate's good because just the circumstances. The government's telling you to stay home. I didn't want to inflict any arguments. You know what I mean? But now cases are down and we have been deemed an essential service. People still need to buy and sell. It is safe. We're taking major precautions, like I said, with the whole harmless forms and sanitization, gloves, masks, and all that stuff. So it's been a bit of a change. People still need to buy and sell. We cannot take a hold on that. And if if you're still renting, I would really, really recommend looking at buying right now. I mean, there's a lot of different options right now. The biggest thing, you just got to have employment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and what's interesting is, you know, those people who can't buy right now because they're not working. Yeah. The result of that will be pent up demand. And once things normalize and those people are back to work, we're going to see, you know, probably a very significant increase in in the amount of activity. And obviously that will uh, support prices at that time. right?
0: That was something that I forgot to mention. No one can predict the future. I wish I had a crystal ball, but uh statistically everyone's really talking about we're going to see a boom after this. Mm -hmm. We don't know when this is going to end, but that means you got buy low, sell high. You know, everybody's heard that it goes for the stock market. It goes with real estate. This is going to be our lowest. That's what I believe. This is what I believe. And I mean, I'm open to discussion completely, but I, I totally believe, you know, working in this industry, I'm a third generation realtor, you know, as, as I've told you, and you know, me and my dad have even talked about looking at these trends we don't know when it's going to come, but I think the people that have bought real estate right now are going to be thanking themselves in a certain time frame down the road because prices, yeah. it's bound to go up. It's an up and down cycle. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to go up.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So tell me, how did you get involved in real estate? You mentioned that you come <laughs> from a long line of realtors. Yeah, were you one of the few that said, hey, when I grew up, I'm going to be a realtor or
0: how or? did that I always had an underlying suspicion. I always did. Uh, I was always attracted to real estate. I started, so I'll try and keep the story short, but uh, I started renovating houses at a very young age. I was probably about 13 or 14. My dad always flipped houses, he made money on, you know, fixing up houses. So I started that at a very young age, learning construction. That's where I started. Right out of high school, I was very money eager, like a lot of young men. So I started working at Powell's Geomatics, the survey company here. So I started surveying legal land surveys, houses, doing that kind of stuff. Um, then I went to work for Daytona Homes uh, as a construction field technician. Uh, basically, jack of all trades, doing small fixes and houses. I really liked that job. It was a very, very good learning experience, learning the entire home construction process, learning from start to finish. I was the right-hand man of a lot of construction superintendents. And then after that, uh, the little real estate market, Crash happened in 2014. And at the time, I was working for Daytona Homes, and they kind of said, I know that, Ross, you've been wanting to go to sales. So, do you want to go to sales or see you later kind of thing? So, I went to sales. I didn't really like sitting in the show home that much. Um, I found that I have all these people that want houses, but I could only sell a certain product. Yeah. So, at that time, you know, I really sat down with my dad. I, I was very young. I think I was about 20 or 21. So he's, you know, we sat down we said, I think now's the time. So I got the real estate license. Like anything, it's a little hard to start, but uh, I met my business partner, Kenny. We started our website, Edmonton House Hunters, and the rest is history from there. You know, we, uh, both of us have the same goal and is just, we, we really care about our clients. I don't care how many houses I got to show you. I just care about the people. And that's the drive of my entire business. It's what I've always cared about is, yeah, I really care about my clients. I want what's best for them. So I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what we got to do. It's just caring about the people because at the end of the day, we deal in an industry that is a massive deal for people. It's Mm -hmm. very emotional um, and it's their home at the end of the day. So I don't think of them just as a commission check.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and obviously they're making significant financial investments. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: Are there any uh, awards or recognitions that you've received as a realtor? Recent one that, uh, uh, you know, we were pretty proud of is Remax Select is we're the number one standalone office in the city. And our biggest goal was to make the top 25 list. And we did make that list last year. So that was that was really big for us. We've had some little remax rewards like here, you know, the 100% club, executive club and so on and so forth. But uh, the biggest one for us was top 25. And we're really hoping to try and make the top 10 this year. Mm-hmm. Our biggest goal is to be one of the number one real estate teams in the city. There's a lot of teams out there that uh, you know I look I look up to, and we hope to be there one day. We're looking to expand. Uh, we were actually just looking to hire on some people <laughs> at the very start of the year here, but since COVID, we uh, we're we're just you know taking what we can right now with the business, and then hopefully expanding. And this is kind of all over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are there any areas of the city that you
1: specialize in, or types of homes that you specialize in?
0: we're very educated all over the place i find that you know what really sets me and kenny apart is we can go anywhere in edmonton we can we we're very specialized anywhere in edmonton kenny uh kenny lives in sherwood park i live in st albert so we're able to set up west east it's very easy for us to do that but the one thing that i can say that really sets us apart from other real estate teams is the sub areas and acreages we find that a lot of realtors have no idea how to deal with acreages or acreage mechanical systems Or the sub areas, I'm talking Beaumont, Mournville, Sherwood Park, St. Albert, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain. We go to all of these areas. And for example, a city like Beaumont has grown substantially. There's a lot of new homes going out there. I'm a big fan of Mournville right now. I live in St. Albert, like I said, a lot of people can't necessarily afford a home in St. Albert. It's very expensive. So I always point them in Mournville. And we find that a lot of people have been very happy if we can give our opinion on, Hey, we want a house in this area with the knowledge that we have of these sub areas, people can get a lot more bang for their buck. So that's what I find is, you know, a lot of realtors are Edmonton specific. We'll go anywhere in Alberta. We even sell farms. Uh, we're, we're working on deals right now in Athabasca, mm-hmm. even Alder flats. Yeah. So my father obviously has done a lot of recreational developments I've been all over Alberta selling real estate. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think that we go anywhere. So
1: once you left uh, sort of the the construction side and the new build side of things, Mm -hmm. what was it like? Was there a specific day or, or set of clients where you just went, you know what? Real estate is right for me.
0: Oh, man, that's a hard question. But I don't know if it was a specific day but i think helping helping my friends and family have been i think that's been huge and i think going back to the emotional side and the investment that this is you know people's biggest investment i think my my very first client actually was a friend of high school and that was a big moment handing over the keys to him it was a big difference between being a real estate agent and being new home sales just because you have a very very close relationship with your client you really get to know them you get to know their family they're coming in the houses and handing over those keys seeing the smiles and knowing that they're getting a good deal that says it all right there and I mean I'll never push someone into a situation that they don't want to be in or if they're not comfortable with the house and seeing people really happy at the end of the day that's it right there we're in the service industry right so if your goal is not people's happiness and their best interest, you shouldn't be in the business. So that was the biggest thing for me is handing the keys over to the first couple of clients and going, wow, this is, this is something I want to do because I know that I generally have their best interests and I care about them. And I want to work with them because I want to make sure that they are getting the best service. Yeah, I hope that answered that.
1: <laughs> What's the most frustrating thing that you've been experiencing lately in the transaction process?
0: Well, one, I think just a lot of job history. A lot of people obviously are losing their jobs. But I think, and Emily's getting this a lot too, like I said, she works for Dolce Vita. A lot of things are online nowadays. A lot of people are shopping and they have this misconception that, again, that You know, how much money can I get off of this house? What kind of deals can I get? What kind of, you know, well, let's focus on what you want first. Let's get you pre-approved. Let's go through the entire process. I'm not going to go to a Lamborghini dealership unless I know I can afford one. You know what I mean? So going through the process, it's just times like usual. We're not going to be taking you out showing 50 houses unless you've gone through the pre-approval step, unless you've gone through the, you know, the proper qualifications and making sure that you can afford. We're not going to be submitting offers on properties that are insulting to people. That's not what we're about. That's not what real estate's about. Yes, you, you might be able to get a good deal on a home, but. Again, we have to look at comparable sales. We have to look at the market value of the property. We're not going to be putting any kind of insulting offers in. So, I think that's kind of frustrating. So, buyers right now might be a little unrealistic. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I don't want to speak for buyers as a whole. I mean, there's some there's there's some really good clients out there that understand the situations, and we're getting them very good houses. But I think the biggest thing that it's frustrating as an agent, and I like to, I always like to say to people, it's like, okay, if you were a seller, Mister Buyer. If you're a seller and you just bought your home 3 years ago for 300,000, would you take an offer at 230 or 250? Probably not. You wouldn't even deal with that guy. You would just say no. You wouldn't even, you know, counter offer, right? So I think the the biggest frustrating thing for us right now is just explaining to people, "Yes, there has been a bit of a drop in real estate. Yes, prices might go down." But that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting these massive, massive discounts on properties. That's not what it means. We're not going to give you a house for free.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. If you looked at your last, say, five or 10 closings, what sort of trend or theme have you
0: seen in those? We need some longer time for financing. I think that's a big thing. So right now, banks are overwhelmed. You know, we've seen some take... Three weeks getting back to us on things. We've seen approvals in two days. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's slow right now. Uh, the biggest thing right now is typically right now during our condition period of houses, we usually have a week to two weeks of condition date. Uh, usually it's enough time. If the client has pre-approved, has all their documents in, it's usually enough time. But right now, unfortunately, we are seeing where we're having to extend conditions on properties because just it's not the client's fault. It's not the broker's fault. It's not the real estate agent's fault. It's just the banks are slow.
1: Yeah. Well, I can speak to that, obviously. Exactly. I mean, yeah. what, there's a couple of issues going on. Number one is everyone's working from home. Yeah. So th- that's just less efficient. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, lenders have been inundated with people asking for mortgage payment deferrals. Yeah. And so in a lot of cases, they've moved employees to different roles to try to handle that volume of inbound traffic yeah and then the other thing is it's just less efficient because as an example all lenders will check they'll do a verbal check on a job letter yeah and that's harder to do now. So what they're doing is trying to get it done by email. Yeah. But again, it's like a ripple effect and it slows everything down. Yeah. So I mean, this it is what it is right now. Hopefully it improves with with time once we get back to normal.
0: Yeah. No, that's the that's the biggest thing. And I mean it's a it's changing for everyone. I mean, teachers are teaching through a computer now. I mean, all of our jobs have changed we're in this for a little bit longer, for sure. So I think it's gonna get better as it goes. People are gonna adapt, right? Mm Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's say you had a family member who
1: wanted to buy a home or sell a home in a different province, Mm -hmm. okay? So you're not going to be helping them out directly. What attributes should they be looking for when choosing a, a realtor to work with?
0: That's a good question, that's a good question. I totally believe it's that person's integrity and that person's care for their clients. Obviously, experience is very good. You wanna see how long they've been in the business, you wanna know that they're knowledgeable. I always like to sit down with my clients and show them everything that I do. I sit down, so for example, say we're getting, uh, this This is just an example of the service provided, right? When I'm sitting down with a client and I, and I initially meet them, I like to walk them through the entire process so there's no questions, showing that this is a transparent process. I'm transparent. I care about you. I care about your best interests. So I look for that in other realtors that I refer. Now, REMAX does have a very good referral program. It's very easy to transfer everything over to them and we can keep up to date with them anywhere in the world. But obviously no two realtors are alike. I just like to look for people that are like-minded and care for my clients and they don't have any questions. For us, it's a very easy process. We do this every day, Jason, right? I mean, but for, for people, first home buyers specifically, it's very confusing. They want to know that they're being protected, that they're, they're not going to run into any issues. So that's the biggest thing I look for realtors. I want to make sure that I'm passing on that torch to someone that would treat that client just like I could or if not better. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Okay. Any other thoughts or comments before we wrap things up?
0: I like to encourage people right now, if you are thinking of buying, I would really look into it. I would, you know, give your realtor a call obviously, Jason or I would love to deal with you. I think the biggest thing right now is sellers, buyers, everyone in the real estate market, we not necessarily know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with oil prices. Like I said, I wish I could have a crystal ball. But uh, the one thing I do know for sure is I do believe right now is going to be a very, very good time to purchase property. And I think that if you do, you'll be thanking yourself in the future. So we're taking precautions, business as usual. Please feel free to, to give us a call. Ross
1: Storoshenko thank you very much for joining me thanks Jason thanks for having us